today, Goodyear announced that one of its blimps would be enlisted in the war against drug smuggling. But apparently the grim realities of that war caused Goodyear to change its mind tonight. The company said it feared the blimp could be shot down. And in Atlanta today, Acne Amy, Dead Fred, and the rest of the garbage pail kids lost round one in federal court. A judge ruled that the kids, who appear on stickers sold with bubblegum, may infringe on the copyright of the Cabbage Patch Kids. He ordered production of the stickers halted until the case is settled. So the kids will just have to wait. Watch a movie. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Quick, quick, quick. Strawberry banana. Oh, Please, Please don't aggregate this. Lillard. Long range three. Ah! <laughs> Their defense is atrocious. I'm sort of the rock star. Right on the cowboy. People. Tiso is the official watch of the NBA. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows how I feel about aggregation. I'm oddly intrigued by neck tattoos. You know, we love China. We love no playing here. It comes a dunk. Shut up and listen. You think you're better than me? All right, so Dodger eventually lures Tangerine into the shop, and he tries to impress her with some cool objects in the store, buttons and such. Yeah, metals, pretty lame stuff. Yep, and Dodger uh, gets a whiff of her hair. Yeah. (laughs) And and it's very, very clear here that he is romantically interested in her um there's a real sexual energy there's a real charge there yeah and just as this happens just as he is sort of flirting with her and gets a gets a whiff of her aura who walks into the shop but juice and his crew Mm. and they see all this go down and there's this tussle that ensues the shop winds up getting overturned the garbage pail spills the green slime onto the floor and juice and his gang drag Dodger out onto the street and they bring him down into a sewer. Now I want to talk about this fight sequence here in the antique shop because ghost, it reminds me so much. I don't know if this will do anything for you, but it reminds me so much of the foot soldiers, um, the henchmen from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Hey, 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 what do you think this guy is? Get him. There's always a bit of like campiness in the fight choreography. There's this goofy music. There are mishaps. There's always like one guy swinging and accidentally punching one of his own men. Yeah, Dodger of, pulls a move with the basketball where he's like right. just moving a basketball around, and and Wally is like to- completely, you Flummoxed. know, like yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, destabilized by the sight of this basketball. And then of course the the the, the big one that reminded me of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the green ooze spilling out onto the floor. Mm. You know, the secret of the uh, secret of the ooze, the uh, the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle um, sequel. So, yeah, what'd you guys think here of this fight sequence? Yeah, whether whether you want to look at the foot soldiers from Ninja Turtles or the putties from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, we yeah. just got some classic, just goofball physical humor, overly 
choreographed uh, work going on here. It's uh, pretty much uh, standard stuff, but uh, I enjoyed it for my money. It was pretty good. Let's let's move on then. Let's talk now about the sewer here and what goes down in the sewer. So Tangerine tries to talk some sense into Juice, right? But, you know, he aggressively, aggressively grabs her by the armband, and I'm getting pretty clear, like, domestic violence vibes yeah. from this guy. Like, I'm uncomfortable. I thought this was a kid's movie, and it's very clear, like, no, this is way more serious than that. This is, like, a very unhealthy guy. Obvi- obviously, anyone that, like, beats children in the way he does with uh, Dodger is, like, has some issues, but it's it's deeper than we realize. Like, you see it pretty clearly here in the first few minutes of the movie, that just the way that he treats his girlfriend. Yeah, this is for sure, as I said earlier, a, a much more, there's, it's something a lot harder uh, and, and more extreme than your standard, you know, 80s movie bully. Um, and it got very uncomfortable um, when he starts, you know, roughing up uh, his, his female uh, companion, Tangerine. Um, yeah, the way that they uh, transport uh, Dodger down into the sewer is very, very uh, aggressive. They send him down head first, uh, down a sewer ladder, then kick him on the ground. Um, yeah, Tangerine's getting roughed up. Uh, it's just very uncomfortable to watch. Um, and then... Um, they open, so then this, this little set, uh, in the sewer is, is really amazing to me. Should we talk about the writing on some of these, uh, these sewer lines? The floor is yours. Yeah. uh, The anti-government sentiment amongst other things that is seen on these pipes. Yeah. This is some real like mad magazine type, um, type, type content here, but there are one, two, three, four, five, six different pipes, these, these different sewer lines um, that we see. Um, the, the first pipe says IRS, <laughs> with like an arrow pointing one way. The other pipe uh-huh. says primetime TV. But that and same pipe, pipe, Ben, says men's room. Oh, does it? Yeah, if you go farther to the left, it actually, one way is primetime yep. TV, the other way is men's room. Oh, wow, that's amazing. I didn't even catch that. Um, and there's another, I'll catch you on the other one, which oh, is yep. too, I see which now. has got it both ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was covered up by Blythe at one point, but yeah, now I'm seeing it in men's room. Yeah, so then the other one, uh, the, the middle pipe says toxic waste, um, and then there's another one below that that says city zoo, and then, yeah, on the left it says hot tub, which will come into play a little bit later. Um, and then there's one that says dog pound, and then the bottom pipe <laughs> says CIA on it. By the way, if you're looking for the CIA, just head down this way. Yeah, yeah. Incredible. So, some really... I never thought that's how you would track down the CIA. Yeah, um, vis-a-vis the sewer. Yeah, some some really seriously pointed political commentary here. Uh, on the part of the filmmakers and the set designers. Um, Yeah, which is, you know, again, like, this movie has, you know, it has has serious depth to it. It really does have much... Subversive So much more richness than I ever could have expected. Um, And um, anyway, they they kick Dodger to the ground so that he's lying underneath the opening of one of the pipes that I believe is the dog pound one, and then they crank that valve um of course the two men try to crank it themselves they can't do it and then the uh 
Rubenesque, I believe is the way she was described earlier. Uh, Blythe um, walks over and very easily opens the, the valve um, with her own strength. And then we have this unconscious boy lying on the floor of a sewer, um, and there's raw sewage just pouring onto uh, all over him. Um, I mean, again, I don't understand why, like, this poor kid is suffering this fate, being picked on like this. Like, what did he ever do to Juice and these kids to deserve being treated like this? The poor kid has now been dragged into the sewer. He's dumped in the sludge. He has shit and, and sewage, raw sewage, on his face. Yeah. My God, we are getting a lesson in cruelty. I mean, he could have suffocated uh, and died. Like, like yes. for all, you know, as, as soon as the, the, you know, the, the bullies leave, um, uh, Juice says, um, see you later, creep. Um, yeah. Which is, I think, like the third or fourth time he calls uh, Dodger creep. That's like his, his go-to, uh, you know, put down. Um, but then they just slam the manhole cover shut and, and leave him there. For all they know, the kid is passed out. He could easily start like inhaling that that uh, raw sewage, sewage and, and just choke and die. Um, right. and, and and like I said, we're getting a lesson in cruelty, but ghost, we're also getting a lesson in kindness. Um, because who comes to Dodger's rescue? But the newly birthed, the newly uh, released. Garbage pale kids. Yes. Yeah, the emancipated garbage pale kids. This is the first time we lay eyes on these kids, uh, Ghost. And I'm curious, you know, as as someone that makes a living in, uh, you know, like a visual visual medium, what is what are your first impressions here of the garbage pale kids? So yes, Chris, a, a short 16 minutes into the movie, we are introduced to the titular characters, and uh, I have to say, like, um, I. For all the faults this movie has, I am impressed and I like the fact that they went out on the limb and did one of like the non-humanoid characters. Obviously, things with scales, things with teeth are always going to just get my blood flowing. <laughs> get your goat. So the fact that they included it, I'm seeing this tail, I'm seeing the scaly hands, um, you know, turning off the sewage pipe. I'm like, oh my gosh, they went out on the limb and did one of these crazy uh, garbage pail kits, which are some of my favorite, the ones that, you know, are animal based or even, you know, worse, we can get into all the different, you know, things weird characters but yeah they had alligator in there i'm i'm just very excited um to see what the reveal here what will these things look like how is this going to transfer from our beloved uh cardboard cards to the silver screen and uh boy are we in for a show so ghost did you have i'm curious did you have like favorite garbage pail kids that you were like hoping would would make an appearance in this movie well you know it's a great question ben so yeah i i love i do love alligator actually I've, I've been aware of alligator for decades now you were an alligator guy when you were a kid i was i was and i love his original card where he's like fresh out of the river like eating uh the fish and it's just it's one of my i mean that's that's like what i love it's like things eating other things like i i mean that's for my money it's like shit. yeah animal animal human mutant creation oh, yeah. so good it's, i mean i love some of the other ones like just the things that shouldn't even exist like anthropomorphized like toothpaste or you know a banana or whatever but um which we'll get into actually they're looking for in a banana and the, there are some like they're not i was looking for cameos throughout this entire movie even Easter like eggs. 
subtlest glance of a of a cameo of a mention or reference, and there are a couple. We'll get to those of mm. other garbage pail kids that are not actually featured in the movie. But um, oh yeah, so I loved Alligator, and then it's Greg Grease Greaser Greg is in this mm. movie. But as you guys know, all the garbage pail kids cards had alternates A's and B's. So Greaser Greg's alternate is Chris Hiss. So throughout this movie, I'm just thinking of him as Chris Hiss. You know I found that out back in the 80s, and like I identified, oh, that's my garbage pail kid. So Chris Hiss, who's this very loathsome, detestable, uh, 1950s kind of uh, Fawn's Gone Bad kind of guy, he's, he's my guy, whether I like it or not. Yeah. Chris Hiss is such a better name than Greaser uh, Greg. I wish they had that Chris Hiss in that yeah. movie. But yeah, so Greaser Greg, a.k.a. Chris Hiss, very excited to see Alligator and Chris Hiss. I'm like, I'm psyched at mm-hmm. this point. Yeah, so back at the shop, so the uh, the Garbage Pail Kids rescue Dodger, and they bring him back to the shop. And guys, it's an absolute party back at the store. They're mm-hmm. pulling stuff off the shelves. We got party music. These kids, they're ecstatic to be out of the can. And specifically, Alligator says, that pail, be jail. Well, first, can we mention um, how uh, they uh, their, their method for uh, for waking Dodger up out of his uh, raw sewage-induced stupor? It's, uh, it's Wendy Winston who has the, the great idea to, uh, to fart, to, uh, to, to wake up, to, to stir... Uh, Dodger from from his from his sleep, um, and sure enough, it works. I should point out that uh, just an interesting factoid at this juncture, like aroma does not wake a human being. Hmm. So you may think that you've woken up to the smell of delicious bacon and eggs before, but you actually haven't. It's just the clamor and the din of the goings on in the kitchen. The brain does not get stimulated to the point of waking up from smell. That's wow. why fire alarms have like bright lights and like loud noises, because uh, you're not going to wake up from the smoke. Actually, oh. wow, that's a really good so point. this is Thank this you. movie just falls further and further into total just. Uh, but I believe it's the it's probably the noise of the. It's fart, probably then. But then why why not save a step and just slap him across the face or you know make sure. some noise? It just the fart has nothing to do with it. It just Yet but I mean, another, yeah, flatulence is a big decision. piece of the movie. Yeah, poor yeah. decision by these yeah. filmmakers. I don't know. I would, I would uh, disagree with that. Um, I mean, that's Wendy Winston's signature move right there. Um, the fart. I mean, I think so. One of the things that I tracked throughout the film is sort of like I viewed each garbage pail kid as um, almost yeah. like a like a basketball player um, or an or athlete or a wrestler. Or wrestler, um, but I was keeping track of their stats um, and what you know, what kind of how often they were able to pull off their moves. um, Yeah, you know, similarly, Ben, I I kept track of them like wrestlers. Like, what's this person's move? What's what's their go-to move in the spotlight? They have the spotlight. What's what are they going to do here? Is is it the elbow drop? Is it you know flying off the top ropes? Whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. And they they all have. you know they're all there for a reason. Like the, these 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 um, these kids. You know they're they're workers basically, um, and they're they're in the movie for a reason. They bring something to the table, um, and the question is sort of like, you know, <clears throat> are they earning their money? Are they are they performing? Um, are they are they doing their uh, their job? What they're what they're there to do? Are they giving the people what they want? 
Um, Wendy Winston is there for one reason, and that is to fart. His name is Wendy Winston. The wind is a reference to his, um, you know, flatulence, his, his chronic flatulence. Um, and, um, and he's there to, to do one thing and one thing only, and that is to fart. And sure enough, you know, within the first minute that he's on screen, he's farting. Um, so for my money, Wendy Winston, like right off the bat, I was like, okay, like I'm going to keep an eye on you, Wendy. Um, I feel like you're, you're sort of like, you know, taken, he, you know, he's, he's right up there on the leaderboard, uh, you know, right off the bat. So, yeah. And, uh, the audience vis-a-vis Dodger, um, meets all the garbage pail kids one by one here in this scene. And I thought we'd lay it out, uh, ghost. So let's talk about these creatures in specific, uh, terms. So there's greaser Greg, like you mentioned, who is a leather jacket wearing greaser. He's a very violent guy. Now, Ghost, you mentioned Greaser Greg has an alternate uh, uh, side, uh, Chris Hiss. Yeah, Chris Hiss. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when the cards originally came out, there was, you know, just to add more to collect, I imagine it was a purely, uh, you know, economic decision by the... (laughs) Commercially, commercially driven choice. Exactly. But that doesn't matter I, I i enjoy the fact that there's alternate names and uh imagined personalities for the two alternates i i envision them as like kind of clones of one another so sure we've got well, greg and he, this guy is is absolutely violent but ironically when we will we'll see him develop but i think he he's got his head on his shoulders more than probably any of the other kids <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> One thing I just wanted to say, though, about Chris Hiss, because I Googled him just to remind myself what he looks like, and this will be maybe especially harrowing for you, Ghost. I put it out of my mind. Go ahead. Ben, have you seen Chris Hiss? Go go ahead and Google Chris Hiss right now. Yeah, I'm going to take a look at him right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there is a striking resemblance, if you ask me, between Chris Hiss and one honky-tonk man. Oh, the hair. Oh, my God. And You're right. I, I'm sorry, face, Ghost, but the you eyes cannot very you cannot close run. together. Yeah, you cannot oh, run from tonk. this demon. This is something that will follow you for all your days. Oh. That is a spitting image of, if there was ever a honky-tonk mm. man uh, garbage pail kid, it would be Chris Hiss. Greatest international, intercontinental champion of all time. So, right Ghost, there. you can run from your demons all you want, but... <laughs> My mind is blown right now. I... Oof. Yeah. Yeah, and, um, yeah, that's... Yikes. Thank you very much, Chris. Wow. All right. He has a chain yeah. and a switchblade. A and metal the chain. Is pumpkin. The head, the head is pumpkin-like. Is... I mean, you want to talk about Blythe being Reuben-esque, he is pumpkin-esque here, and he is just a bloated... <laughs> sack of degeneracy smoking the cigarette on the original art card within yeah. the chain got a glass broken bottle behind him shoelaces untied those elvis s- presley sideburns yeah switchblade knife mm-hmm. i don't know it's unclear like what uh territory they're in in this movie is it los angeles is it near the west side highway but that probably looks illegal yeah that yeah. length of knife this is a bad yeah. dude but as i said i stick to my guns on the fact that this guy is the most street savvy and actually has the most to teach this um you know 
I will describe him as a simp, uh, Dodger. But he grows up. But he could he could take a note out of uh, Greaser Greg's book and, and learn a thing or two. It would save him a lot of time and heartache throughout the course of this movie and maybe his life if he just put all the rest of the kids back in the pail and started hanging out more with Greaser Greg. <laughs> All right, next up we have Messy Tessie. Uh, this yeah. is a girl with a constantly runny nose. <laughs> Tessie! Hi. Don't shake hands with Messy Tessie. <laughs> Ghost, what can you tell us about Messy Tessie? Um, what, what did you think of this character? Messy Tessie, pretty cool. Like, you know, they had to include, you know, one of the, the snotty characters. There's uh, innumerable ones in the GPK universe. I did appreciate the uh, the fact that she's got, you know, they, they hit her up with the mucus before every shot. They didn't uh, skimp on the on the sludge coming out of her nose throughout the movie. So I like that her superpower was kind of uh, always running. It was always, you got the slime there. You know. Um, she, was her B character Leaky Lindsay? Uh, Leaky Lindsay, indeed. Leaky Lindsay was 45A from the uh, Series 2. And uh, Messy Tessie was 45B. They call the, these characters largely from series, I think, series two through seven, even. Um, Valerie Vomit was the most, uh, if I have my facts straight on that, she, Valerie Vomit was the most uh, modern, I guess you could say, in this movie. And then Chris Hiss, Greaser Greg, is one of the, the OGs, mm. series two guys. So is uh, Messy Tessie, as a matter of fact. Next up, we have Wendy Winston. Uh, this is a a boy who wears a Hawaiian shirt mm. and often farts Ben very violently. No, no. I'm Wendy Winston. <laughs> Thank you for that. On his on his trading card, he was depicted as a nervous uh, musician. A nervous musician. Yep. Huh. Yeah. He's uh, playing. Looks like a trumpet. Yeah. He's uh, blowing a I horn. See. And he's blowing something out the back as well. Yeah, yeah, that makes Making sense. Making music on both ends. Mm-hmm, yep. Mm-hmm. And then um, we have Valerie Vomit. Valerie Vomit Ghost. Uh, this is a girl who throws up on command. I'm a la- Hi. Hi, I'm Valerie Vomit. <laughs> I wish Valerie, I mean, she <clears throat> did not use her power very much, but I get it that you kind of used it for uh, the, you know, a very heightened action scene towards the end but i, I wish yeah. we saw some more vomit out of her literally but uh yeah i got no problems with valerie vomit i think they stayed pretty true to her character she but i, I would have liked to seen more vomit that's really all i can say about valerie vomit i'm right there with you ghost i um i feel like this is a you know it's only it's a nearly perfect film um but the but the the you know the only flaws if i had to pick some um, or is just that I, I wanted more. Like, I feel like it, they could have, they could have given, I mean, they gave us a lot. They were very, very generous. Um, I know that, that, you know, budgetary concerns played a large part in this from my research. Um, uh, but, um, but yeah, Valerie, I feel like she could have been given a lot more to do. I do appreciate that they, you know, if, if they could only use her special power once in the whole movie, they did pick kind of a, the perfect time, um, to 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 um you know to exercise it so um you know can't can't fault him too much but uh 
But yeah, I, I like Valerie a lot. Um, just wish I had gotten a little more out of her, as you said. Then we have Foul Phil, guys. This is a <laughs> whining, hungry baby with yeah. heliotosis who constantly asks other characters if they are his mommy or his daddy. <laughs> I'm Foul Phil! Daddy! Not in this lifetime, little person. I wish they had been more true to the original uh, card art on Foul Phil. Tell us about uh, that. Yeah. You guys check, check it out. It's basically his mouth is just a gaping maw of pollution, just around, just soot basically <laughs> emanating from his mouth. Pure soot, killing birds. There's a man in the gas mask right behind him and a dying uh, flower. And the whole earth has just been polluted by what emanates from his uh, orifice. And he, his own nose is plugged with a clothespin just because he can't stand his own I was going to ask. But yeah, he's the yeah. youngest of the crew. And uh, I wish he had been a little bit fouler. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough to to sort of express um, aroma, you know, on film. Um, so I feel like he was he was one of those characters that was a little tough to um, to really kind of like fully actualize and, and realize on, uh, on celluloid because of the fact that... Uh, you know, his main superpower was, uh, you know, smell-based, so hard to, hard to show that. But, yeah, he could have been a little bit more grotesque, um, although he was very unpleasant um, uh, to look at. Then we have Nat Nerd. Um, now, I found that Nat Nerd uh, was, in the card, seemed to be a bit more heavyset than the character in the movie, um, this is a acne-riddled boy who dresses up like a superhero and wets his pants very frequently. I'm not nerd. Oh, oh Nat. What did you guys think of Nat Nerd? Loved him. Absolutely yeah. loved him. Couldn't yeah. get enough. I hated him. I had him <laughs> as just an absolute neurotic whiner complaining about doctors throughout this movie, complaining mm-hmm. about finances, medical <laughs> issues. He's an absolute <laughs> disgusting, repulsive character. Probably my least favorite. I'm sorry, Ben. But yeah, the original card art is him depicted as kind of what was this emerging kind of uh, trope of the comic book nerd right. uh, that would maybe be attending conventions a bedwetter <laughs> a bedwetter a comic book nerd just poor hygiene uh he's got his underwear on the outside of his yeah. uh, pants and there's no <laughs> card art there but uh yeah a pretty pretty uh i don't see any redeeming uh quality what do you what do you like about this guy dude well, I like so again. I if you're watching Garbage Pail Kids, the, the Garbage Pail Kids movie, um, he's a coward. You want to be no? I don't think that's true. I don't that, that's not fair. That's not fair. You want to be repulsed, right? You want to be disgusted and horrified. Um, and to me, like just from his face alone, it is he has by far the most repulsive appearance of any character in the movie. Um, his face is just riddled with these like, you know, pus filled marks and, and his hair is just this like curly mess of like, like a, like a rat's nest. Um, you know, his outfit is ridiculous. Although did they actually, um, put his underwear on the outside in the film? I don't remember marking that. So that's, 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 that's a missed opportunity right there. 
Um, but as we'll get to, he is someone who is putting in the work early and yeah, he, often in this he's film. He's iconic. You gotta, he's, you gotta give him that. He's there to do one thing. He's there to piss his pants. And, um, as we'll get to folks, he does it, uh, with great frequency. Um, uh, every single, uh, instance of which I will be remarking and, and commenting upon. Um, so I can, I'll, I'll discuss, you know, him yeah. more later. I'll, we yeah, I mean, for now. we all will, but he, I just, I have to register my displeasure with this guy. Uh, he's, oh, you I, have I, loud and clear <laughs> contradiction. Like, um, at one point, like later in the movie, they, we'll get to this. They dress up incognito. And so Nat nerd is there looking like Tom Likas. You guys can uh, look this unpleasant uh, LA radio personality of yesteryear up. He's looking like Tom Likas and he exposes his uh, pants. Like he opens up his, uh, like a dasher, flasher, like a flasher, this pervert, Nat nerd. And goes, hey, check it out. Oh, faithful. <laughs> Oh, grow up. Gee, I thought it was funny. Check it out, old faithful. <laughs> and he urinates for his own pleasure and yes. to get a thrill. Purely for sport. Meanwhile, this disgusting freak, when one of his, his compatriots sneezes in his general vicinity, he goes into full hypochondriac <laughs> mode and is just like, oh, get it up. And they, I hate this guy so much. Pick a sock. You see why I had trouble? You see why uh, I had trouble with these Garbage Pail Kids? He's perfect. He's perfect in every way. And then last but not least, we've talked about him before. We have Alligator. This is the group leader. Um, an anthropomorphic half-person, half-alligator ghost with an appetite for human toes. This little green chap is Alligator. Eyeball a day keeps a doctor away. No, thank you. I'm a vegetarian. Have a finger. Toe. Toesies. I love that they had the guts to go for this. I think this is the most, you know, unlike the cowardice of Nat Nerd, this is one of the braver aspects of this movie that the filmmakers decided to stand by the toe fetish. Yeah. Yeah, he's a foot guy. He's a big time foot guy. That's nothing in comparison to that nerd, but I'm willing to move on. For All right, now. well, we'll move on here, and and that's actually right where uh, I wanted to pick up was uh, on the subject of toes. So at the 21 minute 10 second mark, you freeze on a still frame. Uh, wait, sorry, sorry, Chris. Before that, before 21 minutes, we got. Nat Nerd's very first pants piss, uh, number oh, yeah. one, at, uh, at the 1959 mark. Um, uh, I forget exactly how he is sort of set up. Oh, yeah, basically they, they kind of do like a, like yeah. a roll call where they're right. all introducing themselves to Dodger. And um, Nat Nerd just says, I'm Nat Nerd. I'm Nat Nerd. Oh, oh Nat and then he pisses just immediately himself. pisses his yeah. pants. Yeah. Um, that's it. That there's no no setup necessary. Um, the second he's on screen, this he's is doing my thing. their, uh, you know, yeah, what, 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 what he came to do. Yeah. Um, he's then given a mop to wipe up his mess. Um, but I, I got to be honest, I don't think he he uses it. I don't think they uh, they they show him actually doing that. All right. Well, we'll move on now to the twenty one ten mark, and we have a close up shot here of Dodger's bare toes. 
ghost. Um, mm. our, our man Dodger is bathing, uh, in the middle of the antique shop. His toes are wiggling, um, just dancing in the air, fluttering around and almost seductively, you could say. Yeah, I, I would say this felt pretty inappropriate for me. Um, of course this is one of ghosts. You know, I, I, I saw this shot and I was like, of course, of course, Ghost has me watching this movie and I'm staring at a frame of toes and I feel disgusting. Of course, the toes are, are the smelliest, grossest part of the human body and they're being celebrated here on camera, on screen. And uh, Alligator is tempted for a little snack. He wants to have a little taste um, but he's reprimanded by uh, Manzini. Oh, he's got cute legs. Tasty-looking toes, too. <laughs> oh, we cannot choose the way we look, but we can choose the way we behave. We cannot choose the way that we look, but we must. Uh, but we can choose the way we behave. And so he's mm. sort of imploring Alligator to exercise some, uh, you know, some discretion to sort of, you know, reel himself in here. That line, mm-hmm. Chris, and a line uh, Manzini utters just a few moments There are a couple later. of gems. We'll yeah. that. I, they're really great. It's like the f- closest this film gets to like having some kind of Through like, line, sort of like. more. Well, just like a, a lesson yep. or a moral. Other than that, it's just like depravity in a lot. It doesn't really like nail that point home. But these two lines of Manzini are, are pretty solid uh, in terms of a lesson. Yeah, the other away. line that he said. The thing about uh, the, when he says ugliness is not in a mirror, uh, ugliness is cruelty, meanness no, is spirit. No, I meant stay away from normies. Yes, Ben. Oh. Yeah. No, there, there <laughs> are joking. a series uh, of like oh. truthisms or like mission statements that that Manzini says in the scene where it's like, oh, that's that's the that's the lesson of the movie. That's the thing that we're supposed to learn. Yeah. Another one he says is, uh, to be blessed with unusual features is an adventure. And then he sort of offhandedly says to Dodger, like, you think they you think they bought that load of crap or whatever? You know what I mean? Like he knows mm-hmm. he's peddling about a bunch it. of bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Greaser Greg says, What a crock. You <laughs> Yeah, that was classic. What a crock. Um, but you're absolutely right, Ben. When Manzini gets into ugliness is cruelty, meanness is spirit, and greed, I thought that was a, it was a strong moral line. Um, but I, I was joking when I said that like his dictate of staying away from normies was the moral takeaway. <laughs> well, quickly, we should we should point out that this movie drops the term yeah. normies. Uh, dude, that's... what a treat. What right? a damn... I feel like that was one of that the... That blew my mind. It must have been one of the first pieces of media that ever uh sort of introduces that term uh f- f- you know for for you know mainstream you know your mainstream no it blew my mind i was like oh they just put it that succinctly like they are literally yeah. saying the outside world is the normies the people in here are the yeah. freaks and we love the freaks yeah. and we don't ever want to be normies and it's like oh okay it's crazy crazy how ahead of yeah, its time it could be it that simple um, like it can just be that black and white so yeah, yeah. there after uh Sorry, after after Manzini drops his little you know j- gem of uh, about uh, you know what ugliness truly means, he then says, uh, "You couldn't have chosen a worse time to come back. People are absolutely obsessed with their looks these days: dieting, jogging, having everything lifted, including their wallets." 
Well, I don't think you're ugly, exactly. Wanna suck face? No. Well, I mean, I mean... But people are absolutely obsessed with their looks these days. Dieting, jogging, having everything lifted, including their wallets. Um, which I just thought was a, you know, a, a, a absolutely, you know, trenchant, uh, withering takedown of the, you know, the scams of, of the beauty industry. Um, and, you know, people's obsession with vanity these days. And, uh, again, something that has only become, yeah. you know, more true. No, with time. not a lot has changed. Um, in, in a lot of ways, this movie just felt incredibly like, you know, timely, right? Like just not, not a lot yeah. has changed in that way. So yeah, there's this extended talk about looks and vanity and society being obsessed with appearances, how children can never be, you know, how the, the garbage pail kids can never be accepted based on the way that they look and they must remain shuttered and indoors and they're never to go outside. Manzini makes it very clear. They are not to leave the shop. It's, it's not safe for them out there. So um, we'll move on to the dance club now. Um, Tangerine. Tangerine goes to the club, and she is there to sell some clothes that she's made, and Dodger uh, winds up joining uh, her for the ride, and he sort of watches her you know, do her magic. You know, he, he tries to basically glean any information about her that he can. He's, it's, it's basically a scouting trip. Um, he... I gotta say, Dodger's like he really impressed me early on. With like, you know, he's clearly like a, a much younger kid. He's you know pubescent at this uh, probably early stages of, of of puberty at this point in his life. Um, and you know, Tangerine is this. Not only is she older, but she is you know his tormentor, bully's girlfriend. She's this you know extremely um, you know mature, almost unattainable um, you know object to to Dodger. Um, but despite his, uh, you know, his, his youthful innocence, he's, he's really like, uh, um, kind of ambitious and, and has, shows a lot of, uh, initiative in, in pursuing her and, and kind of continually like, you know, ins- inserting himself into her, into her life and, and kind of being like, oh yeah, oh what, you're going to a club to like help, uh, sell some clothes, like, or to sell some clothes, like, why don't I help you? Yeah, to Ghost's um, earlier and, point, like, uh, and, and to your point, Ben, um, she, like there's no there's she doesn't appear to have parents and like ghost was like they could be in their 20s which makes what to oh, your yeah. point ben which makes dodger all the more ballsy like it does i mean it's very possible that we are watching this like 14 year old kid spy on this woman in her early to mid 20s you know packing up her apartment to go to the club and it's like there's no indication that she lives with anyone. It, I, it, it seems that she like lives on her own, has no parents. Yeah. So yeah, just got her own apartment. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it does seem like this 14 year old kid is is trying to, you know, form a relationship with this woman in in you know her 20s. Mm-hmm. He's certainly not lacking for confidence, um, but I think. He definitely needs some pointers, as I say, from Greaser Greg on how women work. And he, he tries his best to, like, get, you know, school him to the game, but he just he doesn't listen. He reigns a, a uh, irredeemable simp throughout most of this movie. Well, so one of the most, like, touching moments in the entire movie for me, so we've discussed how Dodger is, like, you know, aggressive and ambitious in the way he, he pursues tangerine but then um once they're at the club and she's like doing her thing selling the clothes um 
so yeah, in case it's not clear to our, our listeners, Tangerine has like sort of a side hustle where she makes clothes and then sells them outside of a nightclub, you know, on the street. Um, and she's wildly successful. Like the second that she pulls up uh, in front of that club, there's a crowd of, of people just clamoring for, for her products. Um, and so she's, you know, uh, throwing money around left and right. Uh, and then at one point, um, there's a girl who wants the shirt that Tangerine's wearing. So she strips right then and there. Um, and we see then Dodger's reaction to seeing her disrobe. And it's like this suddenly like heartbreaking moment where, you know, Dodger, you know, who's trying to sort of like convince uh, himself as much as others that he belongs in this world of adults. Um, and, and he's, and he's trying to, to pursue this, this older woman. But then when he sees her take off her shirt, he suddenly like cowers. And it's like this incredibly like sweet, heartbreaking moment of like, remembering like this kid is yeah, 14 like, like he's a child like he's probably never seen a woman naked he's probably never kissed a girl it's like you're out um, of your league man you know like, you don't you don't know how yeah to and stuff yeah he's like trying to navigate this world and and he and he wants to he wants so badly to be uh of this world and and in it and he's got this crush on this girl um but but then when he actually like sees her like as a real you know physical human being in front of him without a shirt on he suddenly realizes, like, he's over his head, like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm not an adult yet. Like, I don't know how to handle this. This is, you know, terrifying to me, even though you'd think, like, as a kid, like, oh, yeah, if I have a crush on a girl, like, yeah, I want to, like, see her naked. Like, you might think that in your head, but then when you're actually confronted with that reality in real life, it can be, like, completely overwhelming and terrifying. Um, And I think it was actually amazing for this movie to, like, show that, um, that kind of, like, sudden loss of innocence or sudden exposure to um a world that you think you might want but then you realize like oh i'm not at all ready for this the garbage pail kids i don't know how to garbage pail kids like say that line to him at one point they're like careful what you wish for because you just might get it yeah and yeah this is i think like embodied in that statement right where it's like yeah you think you want this thing right you think you want to be around this woman you think she was you think she's so great and it turns out like well, maybe she doesn't have your best interests at heart. Like maybe she will actually take advantage of you and be mean to you. So, um, right. Yeah. I mean, in, in many ways, the movie is about like the cruelty of the world, like, and deception. We'll touch on like the themes towards the end of the movie here, but, um, yeah, I mean, so let, let's talk about the club and, and Tangerine selling clothes at the club here. Um, ghost, this to me Okay, so so Tangerine goes to the club. She's selling some clothes that she that she's made. Dodger joins along, and he's you know trying to glean like whatever information about her that he can. And Tangerine very straightforwardly talks about her ambitions to be a famous fashion designer, and like that to me, Ghost is a huge red flag, because to me, when someone says they want to be a famous actor or they want to be a famous writer or they want to be a famous fashionista or a filmmaker or athlete, whatever it is, you know, that to me is a roundabout way of saying, I want to be famous at anything. Um, yes. To me, like that is someone, that's, that's the way that someone says, I want to be famous at anything and I really don't care what as long as people think I'm important. Absolutely. Red Flag City with this woman and uh, yes, 
that is such a good rule of thumb, like from this movie and for anything else. Like, if you preface it with you want to be a famous illustrator or a famous movie star or a famous packaging designer, you are doomed and you don't actually have what it takes because it has to come from craftsmanship, the desire and love to like make the best garments, which is what her focus should be. It's actually not, fame and fortune. not there yeah. at all. And I wish no, Dodger would just is... walk away from this woman and 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 mm. just call it a day, but he's not. He's seduced. Uh, he's he's under mm-hmm. her spell very much, and and you can just see it. You can see where this is going to wind up. He is an absolute pawn in her game of chess, and he is you know he's going to be a casualty. I've been a little harsh on. I've been a little harsh on him. He's so young. He hasn't really seen, you know, the the cruelty. I mean, that's of the okay. You got to cut your teeth. Manipulation. Yeah, we all need experiences, mm-hmm. and this is basically his first go round with, with yeah. you know, with being exploited and taking an event, uh, being taken advantage of. But uh, it's rough. Mm-hmm. It's rough to mm-hmm. watch it um, because he is so innocent and sweet. But Ghost, I was curious: Have you ever sold merch like this at a club or a concert hall or anything? Um. Maybe Great maybe question. a young I'm ghost? Ne- Would a young ghost ever... Uh... <laughs> I've never been the merch guy. I've definitely been in that world, and I know people in that world, but I've never been, like, at the club. Have like, a backpack um, like a with, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know a lot about that. It's cool. It's a hustle. It's, um, it's, it's a grind. Even big-time bands, like, they still have their loyal merch guy. The merch guy is a cool guy, yeah. and it's like, you know... I, I could see uh, Dodger being. He, he should hook up with a you know a cool rock and roll band, not this uh, this temptress uh, to be the merch yep. guy. Um, he's unpaid, really. Um, oh yeah, it's it's just a sad exploitative relationship you see going on here. But uh, yeah, it's it's a really cool energy, uh, you know, to have, have that booth set up, a little table set up in the club or right outside the club. Um, it's a fun vibe. It's a high energy vibe, but. Uh, we see that here, but we know what lurks beneath is uh, malice. Yeah. Of course, uh, Juice mm-hmm. shows up at the club, uh, Ben. Yeah. Sorry, real quick. It's also uh, really funny to me that Tangerine says, I'm going to sell my way out of this town. Someday I'm going to be a famous fashion designer in New York or Hollywood, um, when in fact they are already in Los Angeles. But they're, everyone's driving around with Pennsylvania license plates. I just need Wait, to- really? Yeah. Also, wow, I did can, not I, can catch I just that. point out... It's I did mess. catch the fact that she's that she drives a uh, 1973 Triumph convertible, yeah. which is a uh, pretty fucking pretty awesome fucking car. Can I point out one uh, thing um, here? Again, she's probably about 27 yeah. years old. So did you guys notice, and this was consistent throughout the movie, that when they left her apartment, it was day, and then it just cuts to the next scene, and it's like the middle of the night. Oh, yeah, and that happens not, like several so actually, times throughout the movie where I was like, wait, is it day or night? And that is part of my disorientation with like the world of this movie where I was like, does anyone go to school? Does anyone have like parents? Like yeah. what time is it? I have it's a, never <laughs> I have a theory that uh that the filmmakers here are are paying homage to the uh jump cut style of editing and the uh driving sequence from Jean Luc Godard's Breathless. Sure. Um because yeah, yeah when when uh they're they're leaving, getting in the car. Dodger asks, "Um, so what do we do when we get there?" Uh, that's in broad daylight. And then literally the next clip, the next shot, Tangerine replies, "What do you mean? Like, how do you sell the clothes?" And that sh- line is delivered in nighttime. Yeah. Um. So it's completely disorienting. Um. But I think it's a, an intentional, you know, sort of uh, avant-garde uh, film choice. Uh, I agree. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, so Juice shows up at the dance club and he takes all of Tangerine's hard-earned cash like she's his property, basically. Like she's just some laborer of his. And um, and that's that. And it, and, and it sort of puts her in perspective too where it's like well she's a victim as well you know like you know in the in, exactly. in, the, in the way that she is taking advantage of poor young dodger she's also like at the mercy of this abuser as well um there's mm-hmm. this like disgusting waterfall of exploitative relationships in this movie it goes from juice to tangerine to the boy to dodger to the kids to the it kids goes all the way down to the to the end yeah, the kids are actually at the bottom of, of that of that uh, hierarchy. All right, guys, on that note, uh, I think we're going to hit pause for this episode. Uh, Ghost, quickly, is there anything you want to plug or promote? People can find you online at Trashbag Ghost. Your website is trashbagghost.com. Anything else uh, you can tell us that you're working on? Where can we find you? Latest project. Thanks, Chris. Latest project I'm working on is the just launched 8pins.com, where if you're a member of the Board Ape Yacht Club, you go to 8pins.com, send me a little Ethereum. I'll send you a small mountain of enamel pins so you can go around town flexing and uh, just enjoy life. Ben and I got a glimpse of these things, folks. They're absolutely incredible. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta get one. So if you own an ape, go find Ghost ApePins.com. Ben, uh, till next time. Thanks as always, and this was a pleasure. And we will uh, talk to you next episode. Always fun to do the pod. See you later, boys. Later, boys. You can listen to Switch. 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 Switch.